All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I love your stories of the shortest jobs you have ever had. We are doing that in response to Tom Emmer's nomination for only three hours. He was right to not, you know, to pull out of the Speaker of the House uh, race because he's wasn't going to get the vote. So he was like, all right, forget it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, but we've had some fun hearing the jobs that you have only lasted a few hours at. Here I have one. Uh, by the way, Jordana, this was my fault, but my shortest job ever was a hostess gig at a bar restaurant when I was in college. I arrived about 10 or so minutes late for my first shift, and the manager yelled at me so loud in front of a bunch of customers. I said I quit and walked right out the front door. Well done. I would have done that, too. First job, they're screaming at you and a bunch of customers. Mm-mm. Go find another hostess. Good job. Now, quick takes. The Dairy Queen inside the U.S. Uh, Bancorp Center in downtown Minneapolis is closing this week. A sign on the door read, sadly, this location will be closing permanently. The last day of business will be this Friday, October 27th. First off, George, did you know there was still a Dairy Queen in downtown Minneapolis? And secondly, will Minneapolis miss its uh, DQ location downtown? I mean, I assumed there was a Dairy Queen somewhere downtown. I haven't been to that one. Um, I would miss it. I mean, we still go to Dairy Queen. I totally take the kids there. We go to that one in Minnetonka where it's just a it's just a stand. You can't go inside. It's like very old school mm-hmm. and it's really fun. Uh, very old school. Um, yeah, I think it will be missed. I think also downtown will see a resurgence. There will be more foot traffic there, and maybe when that happens, DQ will bring back its space. But yes, I think it will be missed. It made news today that it's leaving, and um, for anybody who's going to get a dilly bar or a blizzard during their lunch break, they will definitely miss that. I don't think so. It's the wrong clientele. Like, Dairy Queens are for, you know, kids that just got done with baseball practice and going up to the lake and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think a DQ. I'm surprised there was one even down here. It seems like the wrong. I love DQ, but I don't know. I'm never going to, like, get a blizzard in the afternoon from work or something. Oh, boy. Sometimes I just need a non-dairy dilly bar. Oh, yeah. I do. Stop by for myself, for sure. All right. We disagree. The Timberwolves will play the Raptors tonight in their season opener. Uh, Jordana, I know that you're not the hugest sports fan. News, you know, breaking news. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, the men in your home follow the NBA. What, if any, NBA. NBA buzz has been going around your house this week as the season kicks off? Oh, uh, I mean, just that we'll probably watch the game. Uh, I don't know. Gosh, if they're buzzing, I have not been listening. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they love it. They love going to the games. It's disappointing that, you know, the Timberwolves aren't going to be on CCO anymore. But um, yeah, the the boys love 
to to watch NBA. And I, again, that's a sport I don't mind watching because I think the athleticism in the NBA is incredible. Uh, it's amazing that they can shoot, you know, three-point shots from really – it's just amazing, I think, the, the, the skills that they have. And it's less violent. I mean, sometimes, you know, they knock each other down, they fall down. I worry that they're going to hit their heads. But it's not like football or anything. It's not like somebody's trying to kill somebody else. You know what I mean? I mean that, you know, metaphorically. So uh, we'll watch it. We'll be watching tonight. Go Wolves. I heard this in the news just a few minutes ago, but the Kmart that burned on uh, in South Minneapolis that is slate to be, slated to be demolished. They finished the investigation into that fire uh, last week, and the investigation's complete. Let's see here. Oh, they don't know the origin or cause of the fire. Jordana, what's your reaction uh, to the fact that uh, we just are deciding to be done with that investigation with no conclusion? How do you not know? Guys, how do you? Uh, the building was vacant. I don't imagine the electricity was turned on, so I don't know that it could have been an electrical fire. The homeless encampment had just moved out. How do you not know? How do you not say that it was, oh, it was a bonfire that was started? I mean, how do you not know? We have amazing technology that can figure these things out. <sighs> I don't know. It's hard to trust government institutions anymore. And when they say, oh, we don't know. Is it that inconsequential? I feel like we should know. But that's also something frustrating. And here's the deal. Nobody was hurt. Thank God. Nobody was killed. That building needs to be demolished anyway. So, okay, fine. Not that I accept it. I, I think we should know what happened, but then do something with the building. Then if you're going to say, we don't know, it's just a mess figure out what to do with that building and revitalize that area. Well, yeah. And but, yeah. I, I think they know. Yeah. That's underway. I mean, there's already us. been plans out about how they're going to revitalize mm -hmm. that and the construction they're going to do, which is great. But it's confounding that they still can't figure out who or why or, you know, what started that fire. And I don't think I believe that either, David. You know, they're saying we don't know, but you probably know and you're just not telling us so it's, it's like kind of another example of don't believe everything you hear a jewelry store customer was trapped in a locked diamond district safe room for 10 hours overnight oh. he was only freed when doors on a timer popped open the next morning the 23 year old man became locked inside the secure room in New York and uh, that served as a, a, a vault for several different jewelry stores just after 9 p.m. and was not freed till the next morning. Jordana Green, if you were locked inside of the safe at a jewelry and diamond <laughs> store overnight, what would you do? Oh, I'd probably enjoy every minute. <laughs> I would try on everything that was in there. Hopefully there would be a mirror. Maybe I had my phone. I could take pictures of myself trying on very expensive pieces of jewelry that I could never afford. Uh, you know what? I think at that point, you try to make the best of it because you know that somebody is coming to rescue you. They're going to come in the morning and figure it out. It's not like you're going to die in there. So maybe you're a little hungry or maybe you have to pee. But, um, oh, take pictures. Enjoy it. Roll around in some diamonds. Put them back. Don't steal anything. Put them back. Don't let some of those loose diamonds get caught, you know, in your shoes or anything like that. But, um, 
you make the best of it, David, and you tell a great story afterward. Do you think you get? I mean, do, do you think they give you something? Do you think they're like, ah, absolutely you can have a not. diamond on the way out? They probably fire you for not following whatever protocol they have to not oh, this get a, you locked in there. Yeah, but Jordana, this was a customer. This was a customer oh, at the store. Oh, I'm not sorry. I thought employee. it was a worker. Nope. Wait, how did a customer get well, access to the, this? This is the question. And the fire department was there. They were considering trying to break open the safe that had 30 inch concrete walls, but they decided to wait it out till the next morning instead. Yeah, that's a good choice, by the way. <laughs> I don't know that insurance is covering that. That's a good choice. And then also, now it's suspect. What was a customer doing in the safe? I mean, you can enjoy your night, but you're probably leaving the safe in handcuffs as you probably should. Although, come on, like once in a lifetime experience. <laughs> I mean, how many bazillions of dollars are in that? Dot? Come on, like that'd be, that'd be a little fun. <laughs> <laughs> so that, it'd be a little fun. <laughs> Uh, Speaking of not stealing anything or walking out the door with anything stuck in your shoes or down your pants, how are you feeling about self-checkout? Some people loathe self-checkout. Others love it. It's not going away. I had a fascinating experience. Well, what I thought was fascinating, maybe you won't, um, at self-checkout at the Target the other day. I was shocked at how many, how many, um, what are they called? Like a... David, help me. Uh, my registers. female brain is, is no, not registers. Uh, security personnel. Oh, sure. How many security personnel, uh, and that didn't look like they worked at Target, uh, were watching us at the self checkout? So um, I'll tell you more about that next. This texture says, "Gosh, pay the checkout persons. They make less than the security people watching." You do your own checkout. So irritating if you have groceries or large items. So we've got a self-checkout hater. Uh, By the way, self-checkout is not going away. I see it at all sorts of stores now, certainly at like the Byerly's, the fancy grocery store. We expect it at places like Target, but definitely seeing it at more and more stores now. I am. I, I don't mind because nobody ever moves fast enough for me. I'm from New Jersey. I, I want to get it done. I want to. I almost curse, David. Be careful. <laughs> Just heads up, David. I, <laughs> I want to get stuff done. He's shaking his head at me. Um so yeah, like if I'm at Target, even if I have a bunch of stuff, I'm like, all right, just let me do my own self checkout. I, I don't have the patience to wait. It's a fatal flaw. Um, so I don't mind. But I had I always wondered, I'm like, really? They just have like the one person at self checkout that, you know, when you screw it up or you don't know how to measure your bananas or weigh your bananas, they come and they override it and they fix it for you. But I thought to myself, like, wow, are they really watching all eight people at self checkout that somebody's not throwing th- something in their bag? And I guess lots of people are throwing extra things in their bag because now it was just a target the other day, the the big super target over by Ridgedale, the big one. And I don't go there that much, but they had a lot of, a lot of self checkouts and uh, it was with my, my youngest and we're doing the self checkout. And on the way out, I noticed like two guards, like right in the self checkout space and this guy was, he was not a Target employee. He was wearing a vest. It, I don't know if he was packing or not, but like it looked like he had some extra bulk, some extra weight to his uniform. 
And it was very obvious that he was there before I could walk past him to the doors, looking us up and down. And again, don't wasn't checking the receipts like Costco does. That that wasn't his job. I think his job was to be more of a deterrent. Like if you stole something, I got my eye on you, or I'm coming for you, or if if someone says you took something, I'm going to arrest you. Um, I did not steal anything, so we got out of the Target no problem because I paid for all my groceries. But um. I, I noticed it, it was definitely noticeable that there is much more beefed up security. And I had the thought also, well, if they just paid for more checkout people, maybe they wouldn't need the security. But yet the security is probably there for other reasons, because people will take a cart and just walk out the door. We've talked about retail theft many, many times on this show. So I imagine for Target that they feel it's more valuable to have security guards, maybe more than one, in the store and pay them than it is to pay more full-service checkout people. And you know what? I'm okay with it. Are you? 651-461-9226. David, retail theft is a huge problem. We've talked about it a lot, but... Have you seen this also? Have you seen beefed up security? Well, yeah, I just had experience last night. I was at the Walmart Mm. in my neighborhood, and they have, Mm. I mean, they've got tons. They've got regular, like, um, Walmart employees, they have security officers, and there's actually yeah. a Brooklyn Park police officer parked outside of the store as well, who I don't think was there for a specific incident. It's just that's where he's hanging out in an evening because theft is that rampant, and they want to make yeah. sure everyone's yeah. playing by the rules. I did wonder, like, I love the self-checkout, too. I'd way rather use self-checkout. I can do it mm-hmm. quicker. Uh, like, I don't need mm-hmm. a random person to help me in chit-chat. But I wondered, like, there was more staff there than registers open. So is it cheaper? Is it really cheaper for Walmart? It must be, or they wouldn't do it. But I wondered, is it really Mm. cheaper for Walmart to pay all these security staff instead of um, checkout personnel? So I don't know. I wonder if in some places where theft is a huge problem, maybe we could see a swing back away from self-checkout. Now, I did notice they... Like in my in my store, they have several zones of self checkout, and they had closed um, one side of that and only had the other side open. I'm assuming so that they could monitor people more closely uh, in that one spot. And earlier in the day, mm-hmm. when there's more traffic, they open up both. Mm, okay. And was there one guard, or did you see multiple guards? I for sure saw one security guard inside, and then a. S- a security vehicle and a police vehicle outside. I don't know if, I mean, I'm assuming there was somebody in those, but um, yeah. So it was, a. I mean, like a very noticeable okay. presence. And is that a, do you think that that's a deterrent? Like, yes, the security guard, that is a, a visible security guard, not not um, one that's undercover. Yeah. And then you said a, a police vehicle parked outside. Yeah. yeah. Do you I think do, that's a good deterrent? Yes, I do think it's a ter- deterrent. And I think specifically the police vehicle parked outside because that's somebody that can actually do something about it. I mean, the security guards, you hear stories. A lot of those security guards are told you can confront people, but you can't touch them or something like that. So, right. like, you right. can and – and if you're a, somebody who steals things, you know that. I'm going to get my thing. I'm going to walk out. The security guard is going to say stop. I'm going to say, you know, forget you and keep walking. But if mm-hmm. it's a police officer, then the story is different. So I think it does work. I also think there's other techniques like – uh, they also have video cameras, and in some places, you see the video footage of yourself right next to the check. Yes, of course. And, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think the idea is that somebody 
in the back of the store is monitoring all that video. I don't know how much of that's happening, but again, it's the appearance that they're always watching. Correct. And you're thinking, because mm-hmm. I, I think this is how it works with a lot of people is, um, I'm going to buy these 20 things and I'm just going to kind of forget to scan two or three of the more expensive ones so that my oh, bill is 70 instead of, uh, you know, 130. Uh, I, I, I think that kind of stuff is rampant and that's what they're really trying to crack yes. down on. I agree. And, uh, I mean, don't do that, right? <laughs> it's it's like the Ten Commandments: Thou shalt not steal. Like, do, I know, but I, it's so I would easy, be, and, though. It's so easy. Uh, stop it! You just throw stop an extra it! One I in. guess no. I'm such a fraidy cat. Like, <laughs> I would never do that. Yeah. I would never do that. And I just it it amazes me. I guess people are just really bold that they think that that's okay. I don't know how you live with yourself. How do you sleep at night knowing that you? Freaking stole something. I remember once when my kids were little, I had a gallon of milk at, at the bottom of the cart because, you know, it was heavy. So I put it on the bottom of the cart and I checked out and I, it was I, I didn't use self-checkout. But I remember the um, we walked into the parking lot and as I'm emptying my groceries, the it was raining and I saw the milk. I freaked out. The kids were with me. I wheeled everybody back in. I'm like, I'm really sorry. Because I'm like, oh, there's video. They're going to come to my house. They're going to arrest me for the milk. I like freaked out. And I, I guess I wish more people were afraid like I was so we could stop this theft. And again, it's not me being a good person. I'm afraid, friends. I am afraid <laughs> of getting in trouble from, from stealing stuff. So it amazes me, the chutzpah of people to think that they can just add things to their bags and not pay for them. But um, I'm David mentioned something that I just want to address. You said it's probably uh, more expensive to have, right, the security guards as versus extra checkout people. Is that what you said? I don't um, want to misrepresent. Well, certainly a security guard I think would make more than a checkout person. But in mm-hmm. some cases I've seen like more security personnel than there would have been checkout, checkout people. Personnel. So then I, I just I don't, And I don't even know if it's about cost anymore. They retail stores are losing billions of dollars yeah. a year, so much money in theft that maybe they're just done with walking away from all that money and saying, oh, let's chalk it up to theft. Let's put it in the budget because we know a billion dollars of product is going to get stolen from from Target this year. Uh, so maybe they're like, OK, let's let's shut that down. Let's stop that and stop the criminals and not make it OK. And that might be worth it in the end. You know, they're talking strategy long term for some of these stores, not just what it costs today to run each store. So uh, if it will help solve a societal problem later on, I I think it's probably worth paying more right now to fix that eventual problem. But uh, I'm seeing more of them, and self-checkout is not going away. Blois Olson is going to be our guest. We have a lot of political news. Of course, we will talk um, Tom Emmer. We will also talk Dean Phillips. A Dean for President bus was spotted on the highway yesterday. Let's talk Dean next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. (laughs) 
Yesterday was as busy of a Minnesota national political news day in my 25 years. That, my friends, is Blois Olson. And Blois, if you know him, is a very busy man. So for him to say this was one of the busiest days, he's got a lot going on. He's joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. He is also the author of The Morning Take. Please subscribe to that. Um, hey, buddy, have you recovered? Oh, yeah, this is, yeah. you know, I mean, <laughs> just because it's a busy day like you, it doesn't mean that, like, you get to sleep in today or no, really, you got to wake no. up and see what happens today. And busy days are awesome, and, uh, right? That means much there's a quieter than yesterday. Mm-hmm. I get yeah, it. Yeah, there I is. And, okay, and, so ta- and, talk to us about why you were so busy. Was it the Emmer stuff? Was it the Phillips stuff? What were your tops? It was the combo platter of the two of them. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. remember in a non-election year, not close to an election day, where you had two Minnesota members of Congress, <laughs> not just in the national news, driving the national news, mm-hmm. literally being the news. And I was just recounting this to some people from D.C. who were checking in, and they said, so I'm following the Emmer speaker thing, and then my buddy Jason DeRussia texts me and says, see my tweet in five minutes. I have the Phillips bus and sends me a picture. And I'm like, of course, only in Minnesota would we have these two things happen at the same time at our station. And by the way, that's great. It's good. It's news. It keeps us lively and stuff to talk about. Were you surprised about uh, the Phillips stuff? I mean, of course, there have been rumblings. But honestly, people people that I have asked that I thought were close to um, Dean's organization said, no, it's not going to happen. Were you hearing no, no, no until it was a resounding yes? I was hearing it's not going to happen. He's not going to run until probably two weeks ago. And then I started to get some sources in D.C. saying, he's starting to talk to pollsters. He's starting to really think about this. He's starting to hire staff. He's making calls to New Hampshire. And I was like, huh, really? Okay. And then I checked in and and I got a lot of stay tuned, stay tuned, which is political Mm -hmm. speak of, I'm not ready to tell you yet. And by the way, it's not a hard no. And so... That was there. And, you know, the irony was, I mean, when somebody you know, and I've known Dean Phillips for 25 years, is that close, you have access that you don't traditionally have. And so I'm not saying I had a ton of access, but you can read people you know. And and I could start to read that this was real and um, and that he's decided to do it. So... You think it's a good move? And also, what is the true motivation? Because now I've been hearing like, okay, Dean's not really going to run for president, but he's vying for a vice presidential spot. What do you think is, is really happening here? Is it a true presidential you know, run? Speculation in politics is really cheap. Everybody's got yeah. it. Yeah, and right. what I would say is I believe that he, after many discussions – some some people motivating him, pushing him, suggesting it, that he thinks we have to have an honest conversation about the direction of the country and that it's probably 
not going to happen if it's Trump versus Biden. So he thinks, hey, if I can spark a little about a little conversation about that, maybe it gets bigger. Who knows where it goes? Dean Phillips doesn't need a job. He doesn't need to do this. Mm -hmm. He's doing this because he thinks it's good for the country or good for his party. And because, by the way, if you woke up and you read Twitter about what people say about Dean Phillips from his own party right now, it wouldn't be an ego boost. It would be a, why would you put yourself through this? And anybody who's Mm -hmm. willing to do that, I think, deserves at least an honest conversation. I think that's what he's going to talk about. I think he's going to talk about kind of the the people in the middle who are not turned on by Joe Biden or Donald Trump and frankly are regretting or not even wanting to turn on their TV in 2024. Yeah, I get it. I don't want to turn on my TV either. But what do you think Dean's chances are? Uh, It's a very, very long shot. And I think that the opportunity will be if he shows Biden is vulnerable, then the opportunists who really want to be president will jump in and then Dean will have kind of sparked the fire that, you know, Billy Joel song. I didn't start the fire mm-hmm. like that. They'll come in and say that Dean started the fire. I'm just here to put it out. And I think that history shows that that's possible. And if he shows Biden is vulnerable, I can see either Biden dropping out or somebody else mm-hmm. jumping in. And it's October of 2023. We have a year of this mm-hmm. and we have four months, five months before the New Hampshire primary, which Joe Biden won't participate in because his party tells him it's not going to be a, you know, a legitimate primary. It could also split the ticket and possibly reelect if President Trump is legally you know, allowed to, to run. I mean, aren't Democrats afraid that that will, you know, divide their party and give President Trump an opening? Yes. And the older I get and the more I observe those voices that are always worried about the what if this happens in politics Mm -hmm. are always going to worry rather than what I sense and get is that the vast, vast, vast majority of Americans and Minnesotans just want somebody to hear what they're saying. They're not on Twitter. They're not on cable news. They're not watching cable news. And frankly, Jordana, they're not listening to our station every day about this. They're listening to music. They're streaming it. They're listening to podcasts because they're totally turned off by it. And somebody needs to turn them back on to democracy. How do you think, I mean, is that even possible? Or is that like Dean's purpose? Because he's younger and... I think I mean, he that I think he does feel a purpose mm-hmm. on this. I do. At his mm-hmm. core, I think he feels a purpose on this. And mm-hmm. um and I think that that's rare in politics today. Mm-hmm. I think it's rare that people get to Congress and try to have conviction of their purpose rather than, you know, conviction of getting stuff done. That's not to say all Congress is bad. I just think it's a really tough place to operate, especially for somebody who's used to being an executive. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's switch uh, because we only have a few minutes left. Uh, the yeah. Tom Emmer debacle. You know, I, I look me him being a moderate and being not an election denier. I thought, oh, okay, maybe the Republican Party is getting this straightened out 
and um, he'll be a viable candidate. We know that lasted, the hopes of that lasted three hours. Where are we today with this Mike Johnson, who um, is a MAGA Republican? Sounds like he has the votes. He'll get become the speaker. Really? Uh, there's well, that's 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 the current. I, I mean, I I was just reading a little bit ago. There there is a sense now. People had that sense about Tom Emmer thirty six hours ago. So, um, anything's possible. It only takes five. Um, I but I it, until Donald Trump is not the voice of the party and. The Trump loyalists don't have the sway of five votes. It's going to be really tough for anyone who is not Trumpy to be a leader in that party, period. It's going to be tough for them to not be a nominee for Congress, for the legislature, all those things. Um, What will this kind of leadership in the House uh, will it change anything? The fact that he is sort of a, well, he, I'm sorry, I don't mean sort of a right wing fringe candidate or speaker. Well, I think the word fringe is, we don't, I don't know him, but look, he's a conservative, conservative, he's loyal to Trump. He held a role in um, denying the election and, and questioning it. We will find out very soon because the negotiation to keep the federal government running will illustrate very quickly whether or not he is able to cut a deal with the White House or shut down the federal government. And that will tell us how um, willing and able he is to be um, a, a compromiser on one hand and a diplomat on the other for democracy. What did I not ask you? What else do the listeners need to know today? Uh... I don't know. What else I, you watching? I'm, I'm running out of takes it? after the last 24 yeah. hours, Jordana. <laughs> you need a nap. You know what uh, I would it say has is been that, busy. that in both <laughs> in both cases, dissent is no longer welcome in either party amongst the core oh, activists. So sad, and that's not good for democracy. It's so sad. It's so sad. I know you're watching all this uh, President Trump's, Trump stuff, you know, the Michael Cohen Trump yeah. you know, side eye yesterday, uh, the Jenna Ellis uh, debacle. I mean, do you honestly think that President Trump could ever go to prison? I don't get a sense of that, but I'm also not a mm-hmm. lawyer. I just think mm-hmm. I, I just think we're in for a really, really, really long 13 months here, Jordana, and probably 15 months if you think about the inauguration in 25. I think I so might have to I'm going to go hiatus. make more coffee. Yeah. I'm going to make more <laughs> coffee. And we're going to have a similar conversation about 97 times in the next year. I know. Can I Can I take a sabbatical for the next 15 months? I might need that to maintain myself. Uh, you talked you to Brad Lane about that. And if that works yeah. for you, you let do. me know. But that does not uh, well, mean that I want to do three hours of radio every day on this topic. Trust me. Uh, I have uh, you might have to, my friend. You might. Uh, Bloy Olson, everyone. Yeah. Please subscribe to The Morning Take if you don't already. You can hear them all the time on this radio station. Thanks, my friend. Go make some more coffee. Sounds good. See ya. <laughs> you got it. Uh, chime in. What do you think about the Dean bus and Dean's, Dean running? We're going to have a few minutes after the break. Is that something you want to see? 651-461-9226. Next. This text in response to our conversation with Blois Olson says, uh, for those of us who are not independently wealthy like Phillips and see they could be a window for Trump, 
Well, that is tough luck for the masses. Hmm. Uh, Jordana, this texter says, I'm a Republican and a Dean. And if Dean Phillips wants to run and get that guy we got in there now out of office, I am 100 percent for it. Okay, your moderate Republican here who is fed up with everything that's happening with politics, especially in the Republican Party. This is not the Republican Party that I support. The texter continues. I was excited at the prospect of Tom Emmer being Speaker of the House, but those far-right Republicans think they can control everything and have ruined the party. It's embarrassing. I wish people would start looking at what's happening in both parties and figure out somebody who can run this country without fighting about it. Hmm. This texter says exactly what term limits are. Really, really needed badly now. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Jor, I'm center-right. I would support Dean Phillips over anyone else in the state. He has common sense. Okay, so I'm hearing that. I'm not an expert on what would happen if Dean runs, how is the party fractured. You know, I'm definitely not a pundit, but I like Dean too. I like Dean too. But I also think Biden is not doing a bad job. So he's the incumbent, and incumbents often win re-election, Uh, I wouldn't want the Democratic Party to be fractured the way the Republican Party has been fractured and has stopped the government from functioning. But I'd like a functioning government. (laughs) That's me. David, did you want to jump in here? Sorry. Uh, Or no? No. No, I don't. Yeah, you absolutely don't have to. I got a lot of questions to ask you, but we got 20 seconds, so. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, When we return... We are going to talk about that state patrol law that is called the move over law. Is it more dangerous? Because we're seeing so many people stopped on the side of the road. So we're going to talk with Sergeant Troy Christensen from the Minnesota State Patrol after the news on CCL. But quickly, this is Alinda's construction time check. Save 50% off installation on labor on Minnesota Made Infinity from Marvin. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 